Welcome to the Raymond Tamaklo podcast. You are about to listen to a message as preached by the senior pastor and founder of Love Springs International Church, Nairobi, Kenya. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo is a missionary to the nation of Kenya. He is an author and a church planter. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo has a passion of raising pastors and shepherds who delight in the work of God. He has dedicated fairly all his life to the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, doing exactly this. He believes in ensuring that the Word of God is preached to all because each and every soul is precious and important to God. This podcast will reignite your love for God and His work and will work out times of refreshing in your life. Now, get ready to be blessed as you listen to the soul-saving Word of God expertly handled by Reverend Raymond Tamaklo of the Love Springs International Church Headquarters, Nairobi. Be transformed as you listen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, tonight we give you glory. We ask, blessed Holy Spirit, that your word will come forth to set us on your divine path to give us a sense of direction to cause us to be conformed to that which is your will, to that which is your purpose. Grant understanding hearts tonight. Grant hearing ears and grant seeing eyes right in this place. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Please do have your seats. God bless you. Amen. All right. Not a novice. How many points did you get last time? I? Only one. Are you serious? In my head, I have taught all the points here. <laughs> okay. So, Almighty is the ancient of days. That's what you got? Was I here last Tuesday? <laughs> Why are you confusing me? <laughs> I'm, I'm talking of what I'm teaching. Yeah, he almost got me confused. By one point. Okay, so you're talking of Pastor Edwin, not me. What point did Pastor Edwin give you? In time, all right. So um, not, being a novice means you're new. It means you are a beginner, all right? And um, we saw how God is great and Lucifer should have 
known and had the right estimation of God's greatness, we said, Almighty God is the ancient of days. Um, Number two, God is from everlasting to everlasting. Amen. Uh, Number three, we said God is throughout all generations. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah. Number four, God laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of his hands. It's beautiful. Yeah. God's number five going forth is from old, from everlasting. And then number six, God is the everlasting father. Beautiful. So, God in John 1 verse, quickly take me to John 1, 1 to 3. The Bible says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Now, this is the greatness of God. Something that Lucifer lost sight of. It is often said that familiarity breeds contempt. I'm going to say it again. Since you pretended you didn't know. Familiarity breeds contempt. Church members lack the maturity to listen to the pastor week after week month after month, year after year, without getting tired. So, when somebody is new and they enter this place and they hear me teaching, I am one of the rarest teachers they have ever encountered. Wow, he teaches like this. Meanwhile, the people that have been sitting here for two years are angry at the points I give now. Yet when they came, it was the points they loved. But with time, familiarity makes you this point. Did he have to say this? It, it is familiarity. I knew he would say that. I knew. Now you know all the examples. You know all the stories. So nothing moves you anymore. It's the reason you can afford not to come on a Tuesday. <laughs> oh, you know somebody. <laughs> because after all these years, what a game. After all these years, what again? That's familiarity. It takes maturity to hear the same thing over 
and over and over again without getting bored with it. Maturity. To hear the message on loyalty year after year and not become familiar with this all-important subject. It takes maturity to not become familiar with the teacher. It takes maturity. Otherwise, just like Lucifer, you will get tired quickly. You get tired quickly. That's when people now start shopping for new men of God. Who is the latest shouting man of God in town? I need somebody that screams. You know, apostle used to scream. He doesn't scream anymore. I need me a replacement. Who is having a program in town? No, I need to hear some inspiring, shouting message that my tomorrow is going to be better than my today. Shout hallelujah. I can still shout. I can still shout. You are now familiar with the points. Yeah. Do you understand? Familiarity. To sit here for 10 years and not become familiar. It requires maturity. Yes. You know, um, teachers will go to class and before they teach a new subject, they evaluate. They go back. Those days, okay, if you were in school. <laughs> and that's because, you see, you are seated. Can he not just teach what he came to teach today? What you don't know is that the mind plays games on us. Our minds are not as, as sharp as you think they are. So, without repetition, a lot of things you wouldn't get. That is why teachers have um, a unique skill on emphasis. Do you get it? Yeah. Hey, they've been teaching simultaneous equation year after year. They don't get bored with it. It is the students who come that get tired with what they have been taught. True or not true? Yeah. But you see, the more, somebody, the more I teach, the more deeper I even find what I teach is. Meanwhile, my students are saying, well, he said something, but that was all he said. But for me, I can go back to last week's message, take the same scripture, and teach something deeper from the same text. You'll be like, oh, but we read that scripture last week. Why is he wasting time? New scripture, please. That is why every year you enter five different relationships because you easily get bored. 
You're always looking for the next adventure. The next new thing. Do you get it? Yeah. There are people who can't stand monotony. They can't stand monotony. Yeah, something is just some way. My brother can't stand monotony. Yes. I, I think I was telling the pastors, when, whenever my brother visits me, the first one week is the happiest week. After that, Wahala starts. Yes, the first one week, we've missed each other. So, hey, there are stories. Until he doesn't understand why, from the house, we come to church. From the church, we go to the house. We don't go outside the gate. We are inside. From the house to the church. From the church to the house. He wants to explore everywhere. In fact, right in the church, he has noticed people he wants to go and visit. (laughs) Then I am telling him, Charlie, we don't do that here. He doesn't understand. So behind the scenes, he's making arrangements. Then he's looking at me and he doesn't know how to break the announcement to me that Charlie, you can stay in your prison, but me, I'm going. He doesn't know how to break it to me. And then when he breaks it to me, the fight starts. I tell him, I don't want wahala. I don't want trouble. So once the wahala starts, sometimes you see we come to church, you know, I introduce him powerfully. We are fighting. We are fighting. Do you understand? We are fighting. Because he doesn't understand how to do this up and down, go here, come here, go for the time he's here. No, 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 no. I'd rather shock me. First time he came to Kenya, is it we did the first week program. So he was busy. But once we finished the last, the, the weekend of the meeting, he told me he was going to Thika Road. <laughs> Few, <laughs> Few days. He's going to Thika Road to see somebody. I said, ah, Thika Road. At that time, maybe me, I doubt I had been to Thika Road. Yeah, he told me he's going to Thicker Road. He mentioned, I've forgotten the exact place, but I knew he mentioned Thicker Road. He was told that you'll find me at, on Thicker Road. <laughs> and trust me, I didn't take him. I refuse. I refuse. I didn't take him. He found his way to Thicker Road and came back. We never spoke from that time. I'm saying is that some people can stand monotony. Yes. And to be to to be matured is to accept monotony. Yes. One day you have to accept that you go to work, you close work, you return home to the same woman, you eat the same food, you sleep at the same time. Do you understand? You have sex on a particular day at a particular time. You, you just have to accept. And it takes maturity. Right now, if you look at your father and your mother, they are the most boring people to you. You know why? They have accepted that this is what maturity is. 
Do you understand? Yeah. Did your mother go to Naivasha over the weekend? <laughs> Did your father go to Naivasha? Eh? Did he go? Oh, he didn't go. Yeah, maturity has told him sit in one place. Yeah, Buddha sit in one place. Maturity has told you you have to sit here. <laughs> Do you understand? And it takes maturity to hear the message over and over again and not feel like, hey, this man is suffocating us with no, not a novice. Suffocating us with loyalty and disloyalty. Suffocating us with work for the Lord. You understand? What am I saying to you? You see, Lucifer had a unique place around God. I'm going to show you. So, he overlooked the greatness of God. And he became self-focused. Instead of looking up at God, he started looking at himself. The person who created you, created you for a purpose. You are there to serve his purpose. So, yourself notwithstanding, your beauty notwithstanding, you have a purpose for which he created you. Many women marry and they forget why they married. Yes. When they are not married, I want to marry. Pastor, give me prayer point. They, they want to pray to have a husband and then when they marry, they don't know why they got married. Do you understand? Even now sex, the man has to kneel down and beg. I said they have forgotten why they got married. <laughs> Do you understand? Now they have forgotten. But before, they were very anxious. They badly wanted to get married. The day they get the ring and they move around town doing this, they forget why they got married. Yes. Now the photo is on the wall. The ring is on the finger. What else? Yeah, they, they, they forget why they got married. Yes, because now there's a man who is shocking at the fact that is this it? This is not it. And you see, for you in this church, I'm teaching you so you have a renewed mind and you don't behave like they just brought you from the village. You understand? After favor has been showed them and they have been selected, they forget why. Is it like Vashti forgot why she was the queen? She forgot why. She forgot why. And many women forget why they married. Yes. They forget why they, 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 they even want to marry in the first place. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? You see, um, 
after a while, they become familiar. Yes. Uh, before you marry them, if you tell them, shut up, they'll shut up. Don't talk. They won't talk. Yes. Women have enough endurance before they marry. And then they show you, I am a no-nonsense woman after they marry. Do you understand? Yes. I'm still teaching about Lucifer anyway. I'm still teaching about Lucifer. Yeah. You see that now you are the one being lectured. Yes. Before marriage, you are the lecturer. You are the one lecturing. I told you today, oh, baby, I'm sorry. Baby, I'm sorry. Baby, it will not repeat itself again. Baby, I, I promise you. Yeah, is it not? It's because you, she can't force you to marry her. <laughs> Do you understand? But once you marry and she is not correct, you see what I said? Once, if you marry and she's correct, she will be the same. Yes, that's why we always tell we don't change. Don't change. Don't change. I've told you in this chair that that is one of the most powerful statements. Don't change. Don't change. You are you a sweet talking sister. Don't change. Now your voice has gone up by setting decibels. Now you are lecturing a man. Many men after marriage, you know, are, are, they become the student of their wives. Because your wife will lecture you. Yes. yes. When I get into an argument with my wife, I have one trick I use. When the talking becomes too much, I have one, one, one trick I use. Yes. Because a lot of times, women, we don't want to talk long. And you are prolonging the whole thing. I have one trick I use. Yes. And you see that everywhere becomes quiet. Yes. I have one final trick I have to pull out. Yes. And you see that the whole thing is sorted then then. Everybody will stay in their corner. And you say, Charlie, beyond this point, I can't push the button. Yes. Every lady should know that you have one last button when you press it. And they still don't have wisdom. And they go beyond it. Wahala is coming. Yes. And you should rarely use it. They understand? So that it's efficient for a very long time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I have only one, you know. I'll swallow, swallow, swallow. Then I apply that tool. Yes. That one, you have to bribe me to tell you. But I, I'm, I'm encouraging you, never you become familiar. 
Do you understand? Yeah. Never you become familiar with your pastor. Never you become familiar with your husband. Never you become familiar with your beloved. Don't become. You see, familiarity is not just a good thing. Yes. It's not a good thing. Familiarity will make you talk disrespectfully to somebody you used to honor. Somebody you used to respect. Now, because of familiarity, you will talk anyhow to the person. It's, it's, it's not a good thing. I listen to me. I don't think that my children will ever become familiar with me. Yes. Because just as I have one trick for their mother, I have one trick for them too. Yes. Do you understand? Yeah. That my child, I'm, I'm talking, you talk back, I'm talking. <laughs> my son has never, and I don't think it will ever cross his, he's the firstborn. It will never cross his mind to speak disrespectful. It, since the beginning of time, it hasn't crossed his mind yet. And that day will never come. Because when he was small, he witnessed something. Do you understand? He witnessed a discipline. And it corrected his, as small as he is, it corrected his medulla oblongata. Let him go play with the boys. Let them talk. When, when he sees me, there is... When I talk, yes, daddy. And he'll be yes, daddy for a very long time. You understand? Yeah. Yes, daddy. For, because if you allow familiarity to set in, you'll see that you cannot do much with even your own children. These children who are always on the internet... All your internet things will stay in your head. Finito. Yes. It will stay in your head. You see, familiarity makes, it, it even brings relationships to a dead end. Yes. There's so much to discover in many relationships. Being it the relationship of a past, your pastor to you. You see, there's so much to discover in that relationship. There's so much to discover in the relationship of your beloved and yourself. So much. What kills it is familiarity. There's so much to discover between a teacher and a student. The teacher is teaching you what you can use to pass. But if your relationship with your teacher is good, there's so much to discover in that relationship. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Mention any form of relationship. There's so much to discover. And there's so much not being taught. Do you get it? So that leaves room for so much to be discovered. What kills it is familiarity. If you are an apprentice at a car repair shop, there's so much your master knows that he's not teaching you. So that leaves room for, there's so much to discover. Do you get it? But if you walk around the shop, 
behaving like BMW expert. The latest BMW expert. You see that he'll just be watching you. There's so much to be discovered. He hasn't taught you. Do you get it? One day I taught um, a certain doctrine. I've forgotten what the doctrine is. And um, we had a church service and the, the, it was question time. So I was asked a question and I answered. And one of the young men, just because he stole one of my study materials from my office, he had assumed that he knows everything. So he started challenging me. I, what, what was the, was it on the Trinity or something? I think the Trinity. I think it was on the Trinity. Yeah. Yes, because you have stolen one pamphlet. <laughs> yeah. You see, I sit down. You don't know this about me. I sit down and I study doctrine. Like, if I, I want to study the Father, is my personal study. I study the Father. Do you understand? I, if I want to study the Trinity, I make it a study. I study it. Then it is my foundation for everything I know. Now, I just taught one session in church. And I, no, I think it was on whether salvation was by faith or by grace. Yes. Is salvation by faith or by grace? So I was trying to ask, oh, this young man stood up. He said, no, no. I think it was after that meeting that the head usher, because the head usher also challenged what I was saying. So after that meeting, the head usher called all my ashes to a private meeting over tea. They remove all my fingers in that meeting. They remove my legs. They remove my intestines. They said, I don't know what I'm teaching anymore. You know? And they hadn't even been in my doctrine class for more than a year. You know? Whatever I had taught was just even brief. But you see, this young man stole a pamphlet from my office and he went to read it. So he became emboldened in his argument. Meanwhile, what you are reading, you don't even understand it. You understand? So after that, they had a meeting, you know, he doesn't even know what he's saying. He doesn't know what he's teaching. Hey, in that meeting, even my eyeballs were not spared. They removed my eyeballs. Yes. And see, that's familiarity. Thank you, God. That's familiarity. When you feel now that I am equal to the teacher. You know, I'm equal to the teacher. And that's Lucifer's. In case you are wondering what we are teaching, we're teaching not a novice. <laughs> not a novice. Do you understand? Yeah. Lucifer should have seen who he was and then juxtaposed that with who God was. But he never saw it like that. So the first point um, I believe Pastor Edwin gave you is Lucifer was created as one of the angels. Do you have that? Lucifer was not in the beginning with God. But we see that God was with himself in the beginning. Do you get it? He was created at a point in time. Do you understand? He was created at a certain point in time. He was not in the beginning. 
Glory to God. What should that have taught Lucifer? Remember earlier on, so this is how you make the connection. Earlier on, Almighty God is the ancient of days. Do you have that? God is from everlasting to? Now, you compare that to Lucifer who was created at a point in time. So, he should have realized that this person I am going to show Kiburi to has been there before I showed up. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm going to tell you for free. Whether you are as educated as Madari Wangari, whether you have Nobel Peace Prize as a woman, if you are a woman, hear this, as offensive as it will be, you were created for the man. I said you were created for. I know it sounds some way, but I'm saying that whether you are a professor like Madari Wangari, whether you have a Nobel Peace Prize, do you understand? You were created for the man. Let me explain that to you. I said, let me explain that to you. (laughs) What it means that is that the, the man has the ability to choose how to use you. The church is closed. If you like, believe it. If you like, don't believe it. But I'm going to teach it because it's biblical. Do you understand? The woman was created for the man. Where's your phone? You have your phone. This is your phone, right? It's okay. This is your phone. Who came first, the phone or you? Me. You. You came first. So before this phone existed, you existed. So you went to buy this phone. It was created for you. Has this phone ever told you, don't use me to make calls? No. The phone was created for your usage. Have you been playing video on your phone? And I say, hey, where? What are you doing with the? You're playing. You're using me to play video. But I remove the video from the, my the phone. Has your phone ever told you stop playing video on it? It was created for. Ah, now you won't talk. <laughs> right. You existed before the phone. Just as the man 
existed before the woman. Do you get it? So God saw a lack in the man. So he says, I will create the woman to fit that purpose. So under no circumstance should you be fooled to think that, oh, just because he's married you, you know, you can tell him, shut up. The thing that was created for what existed before cannot say that. And I'm not teaching inferiority in case you are thinking that's what I'm teaching. I'm not teaching inferiority. I'm teaching priority. The man has priority over the woman. Not superiority. Priority is what the man has over the woman. Not superiority. We are all the same, but the woman was created for the man. That gives the man priority over the woman. That is why you cannot cook food in the house and serve your children before you serve your husband. Kababa Meshiba. He's already on the toilet. Before you are thinking of his father. Oh, this one has he eaten. No, the man has priority in his home. It's now that my children are growing that I can afford to let them eat before I eat. But when they were younger, I eat before they eat. If they like, they should die. (laughs) I cannot afford to have children who think they are more important in the house than the owner of the house. So they, they see their mother serve me after they eat. It's not that they are growing old. When they have the privilege to eat before I eat, that's, that's a different thing. Yes, But I have priority and should have priority. Do you understand? If the food is finished and I, like they've cooked the food and it's finished and I say nobody is eating, nobody is eating now. I mean, don't you understand that? I said, nobody is eating. If you like, get angry. Do you understand? Your anger cannot boil rice. Otherwise, you would have food to eat. It can't boil. So, what I'm saying to you is that he existed before his phone. So, he determines what he uses. The f- and the phone has never told him, don't use me. You're overusing me. Don't touch me. You're going to touch your face. Hey, you have come again. Don't touch me. The phone was created for the same way the woman was created for the man. Are you listening to me? Yes. That is the reason God tells women to be submissive. To be submissive. Do you get it? To be submissive. So, Lucifer lost sight, thank you, of that. I mean, your television was created for your usage. And then you're watching your TV, and your TV says, I don't want this program showing on me. <laughs> Remove this program, I'm tired. <laughs> Every day you come and watch, is it Maria? <laughs> Switch me off. It was made for you. Do you get it? It was made. That is why you need somebody in your life 
who will not abuse their place over your head. Yes. Whilst girls are looking for love, they miss the point. They shouldn't be looking for love. No girl has a business looking for love. If I tell you some of the things you should look out for, you will not believe it. Yeah. And one of the most important things you should look for is consideration. Yeah. Consideration. You see, you can't say amen now. Because you're looking for butterflies. And then your pastor is telling you, look for consideration. Yes. It's in my power, do you understand, to say, the food is ready, nobody is eating in the house. It's in my power. Then consideration says, these are your children. Allow them to eat. So you don't abuse the place given to you or the power given to you. Do you know why African presidents don't like to leave after their term of office is over? Because power is sweet. When you can determine the destiny of how many millions of people, power is so sweet. You understand? When they say you pay the tax, you pay the tax. If you like, go and do mandamano. You will pay the tax. Do you understand? And when you have enjoyed that level of authority, he said, no, this thing can go another 20 years. It's too sweet. Charlie, this thing can go another 25 years. So they start thinking how to elongate their reign. Do you get it? Yeah. So we have, in Africa, Africa is the only place you have a president who rules for 20 years, rules for 15 years. It can't happen in America. Do your five, five, and go. Or do your five, and go. Do you get it? But today in Africa, you have people who can rule for 20 years and are ruling for over 20 years. When he also finishes, he says, my son is competent enough. <laughs> yeah. In Togo, neighboring Togo to my country, was ruled by Nyasimbe and he ruled for almost close to three decades. Yes. When he finished, he handed power to his son. And since he died, I've forgotten the year he died, his son is still ruling. You, I've not heard of election in Togo for, I don't know, the last time I heard. I don't know if you have heard that they have an election in Togo. I don't know. But he's been ruling ever since his father died. If you ask any Togolese, name your president, they'll say, they'll mention, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is Uganda. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when he finished, he gave it to his son, Farenya Singbe, to, to rule. So he's not the president. I don't even hear him talk anywhere. I don't know. But he's ruling. Just like in Cameroon. There's an old man ruling. Yes. I, I don't hear him say anything about the world. But he's ruling. And has been ruling for 30 years on. 
Because that power is so sweet. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. So even as even men, we enjoy some power. Yes. We enjoy some power. Is it don't argue with what I'm teaching? I said we enjoy some power. Yeah. <laughs> this is son. <laughs> Put the father there. Put the father there. <laughs> Yeah, put the father there. Put the father in his old age with a lot of plastic surgeries. <laughs> no, it, it was needful. <laughs> the surgeries were needful. I think at a point his skin was falling off, so they had to. He, ruled, he died as a president. Yes. And then he told the generals, make my son. And the son is still ruling. Yeah? I think he he's even ruled for more than 10 years now already, I'm sure. Yeah? You get the point now? I know what their problem is. They can't spell Nyasingbe Eyadema. Yeah. In fact, he's, he was still young here. He was still young here. You can find one older one. <laughs> he was still quite young here. Careful. Do, do you understand what I'm saying to you at all? Yeah. We use a lot of examples, but it's to deepen your understanding of the message. You see? So, someone who has been there from everlasting, and then you were created the other day at a point in time. That is, we can go back and trace this is the point at which you started existing. That's why children should never dishonor their parents. Before you came, your parents existed. <laughs> this is the point. It started getting bad and it, it got worse. <laughs> You're asking, can it get worse after this? Yes, it got worse. <laughs> Careful. Yeah. And it can get worse after this. <laughs> you know? And he also ruled till he's old and old and old and old. Possibly he will die before they remove him. Yes. <laughs> uh, mercy. I think East Africa is a very blessed place. <laughs> uh, careful. <laughs> I heard one time in this country some Ghanaians wanted to do coup d'etat here against your former president Moy. They accused, he said some people came from Ghana <laughs> to remove him. And I think things got bad. Yeah. In case you don't know how to spell, the name is there. G-N-A, but it's pronounced as Nyasingbe Eyadema. Yeah. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> DNA is powerful, eh? So, okay, thank you. You have worked. 
So some people don't have bad dreams tonight. Let's, let's spare those who are, are badly affected by. <laughs> you don't watch horror movies, do you? <laughs> Some people like horror movies. My son loves horror movies. He's a fool. <laughs> you see some things, eh? you measure your spirit. With the level of the thing, then you tell yourself no. Yeah. If I at all watch horror movie, I watch it during the day. Yeah. Not in the night. Do you understand? Not uh, nah. Like some of you, eleven p.m. is now, and then you are alone. Then you do. Why are you watching it to begin with? <laughs> why? Why are you tormenting yourself? And you have the power to just take the remote and say, no, it's enough. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> so, Lucifer was created, you know, at the beginning of this church, you were not there. Then you came into the church at a point in time. Your position was given to you at a point in time. Leader of the singers. Now, we cannot tell you sing this song. You said, no. The choir should have autonomy to choose what they want to sing. I mean, there must be a flow of the spirit in the church. You came the other day. We know when you came. Your position was given to you at a point in time. Now, you can't be told, please, we want these songs. He said, no. We should have the liberty. The Bible says, where the spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. The Bible did not say where the spirit of Raymond is. There is liberty. It says the spirit of the Lord. <laughs> so people for hey, me, I've tried to train people in ministry. I've tried. Start your center at this time. Close at this time. No. Send your reporting at this time. They said no. If I tell you how that your inability to follow instructions has costed you more than you can imagine, you wouldn't believe it. There are times when a position is specially created. Lucifer fell into the category where God created him and appointed him to a particular position. You're going to see something in a jiffy. So, let me give you point number two. Number two, Lucifer was ordained into service. <laughs> Lucifer was ordained into service. 
Lucifer was not there at the beginning. It's all part of the point. It's about to get hot. After Lucifer's creation, he was anointed into his role as a cherub. So let me take the whole point again. Lucifer was ordained into service. Lucifer was not there at the beginning. After Lucifer's creation, he was anointed into his role as a cherub. In your study of of the Hebrew, when you hear cherub, they're referring to singular one. When you hear seraph, that's singular But once they add I am cherubim, we're talking about plurality. Seraphim, that is numbers of seraphs. Do you understand? In the Hebrew, the cherub is singular. So he was created as a cherub. So the Bible is showing you specifically, do you get it? That he was created into that role. Do you understand? And anointed into the role of a cherub. Hey, listen to me. Go with me to Ezekiel 28, the verse 14. If you have the NIV. Ezekiel 28, the verse 14. Look at it. The Bible says, you were anointed. So there was a time you were not anointed. You were anointed as a guardian Cherub. The cherubs act like coverings. And I'm going to show you a mystery. So what Lucifer was around God's throne was like a covering around God's throne. Do you get it? Don't be surprised that When the Bible says he dwells in unapproachable light, you will be surprised maybe when we go into eternity to discover that that light is even a covering cherub or a covering angel. Don't be surprised. So Lucifer's role was to be anointed as a guardian cherub. Remember, what will give you um, understanding of what I'm saying is, in the Garden of Eden, right, when God took out Adam and Eve from the Garden, what did he do? He put the cherub at the entry of the Garden with a flaming sword. So the cherub had this ability to guide. So, After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth, get it, to guard the way to the tree of life. So you can easily say that Lucifer was like God's utmost protocol. That's why a lot of protocols become some way. 
It's, gonna, it's about to get hot. <laughs> Let me show you why a lot of protocols don't last. <laughs> the problem has been from Kitambo. That's why there are some people in this church, they have never tried to be my protocol. Yes. Even if I offered them the position plus money, they'll say, Apostle, watch I care. <laughs> because as the guardian cherub or the guardian cherub, he, he was always in God's presence. When he comes from God's presence, the other angels ask him, What did Mose say? (laughs) That can easily get to the head of a cherub. Having mentioned your name, we are talking about cherubs. (laughs) What did he say? What am I talking about? Is it you you may not deep in your There are people in this church, they've been here for two years. They've never stepped foot in my office. They don't know what I do inside there. (laughs) They don't know how the inside looks. All they know is that he passes here and he enters there. But there there is an anointed cherub that covers. (laughs) He comes in and goes out. It's, it's not a strange place. There's somebody who's been in this church for God knows how he's never stepped foot into the office. Then you anoint one cherub and say from today you shall guide the throne and you can go in and out as you wish. Thou art the anointed cherub. (laughs) Careful. (laughs) Some people after they've been here, they've seen everything that happens to the anointed cherubs. (laughs) If I offer them Work in my office plus salary, they'll say, Apostle, watch I kind. <laughs> because they almost all of them fall into the condemnation of Lucifer. Yes. If you are with me 24-7, do you know what I would be telling you? Anointed chair. Do you know what this guy had from the throne? <laughs> so he was anointed. You see? And oftentimes it amazes me. Before the next anointed cherub, there was another anointed cherub. So you see that the church is now filled with falling cherub. <laughs> cherubim. <laughs> And some after they fall, they just hide. <laughs> it's an amazing thing. When the anointed cherub falls, he said, we cannot see the presence anymore. <laughs> Let me 
behave myself before some people go and update their status. <laughs> Falling or not, grace is enough. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> I think some of you don't understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> so you see, go back to Ezekiel 28 14. He was anointed. Do you understand? So he says, you were anointed as a guardian cherub. For so I ordained you. You were on the holy mount of God. You walked among the fiery stones. So, on the holy mount of God, the pavement to the mountain was paved with stones that were on fire. And Lucifer was endowed with the ability to walk among the stones of fire. All these things can enter a cherub's head. I want you to know that angel or not, certain things can enter your head. This is just but an example of an angel who could have done better, but some things entered his head. Yes. If you remove him, another instance where things entered the head of angels was, was when God sent them for evangelism. Yes. So go down to the earth. Evangelize. When they came and they saw the daughters of men, Again, you're seeing celestial beings and their mind is altered, corrupted, that's the word, corrupted by what they saw. If you're not mature, what you see can alter you. Yes. If you're not mature and I order food, and you ask me how much is the food, and I tell you 3,000, it can change you. <laughs> he alone is eating one food, 3,000. What if he eats three times a day, 9,000? It can change you. <laughs> I said it can change you. What if you're not careful? What you see can easily alter you. Yes. <laughs> eh? This is how the church money is used. Lunch, 3,000. Breakfast, 3,000. Supper, 3,000. <laughs> I said, what you see. Yes. That's why if you like you go and stand and say, Do you know how my how much my crocodile shoe costs? My crocodile shoe cost me five thousand somebody hearing five thousand dollars. No shillings, it can change somebody. Yes. Yes. 
<laughs> yes, one man. Hey, let, maybe you don't believe it. I went to a shop to ask for the price of shoe. And um, I asked him, young man, how much is this shoe? Then he says, $10,000. It's one million. I can take you tomorrow if you're ready. Sam, I can take you. I can take you tomorrow. Yes. 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 I can take you tomorrow. Yes. Then I asked for the price of Ananda. And so this one is $1,000. And I asked myself, why would I want to wear $1,000 on my feet? Okay, maybe now I'm talking because I'm poor. Yeah, maybe now. Is it, these days I make room for corrections in my life. Yes. <laughs> I said I wouldn't use the express way because it doesn't make sense. It now made sense to me. <laughs> I've changed my mind. Do you understand? But... Well, at my present situation, why would I want to wear $2,000 on my feet? Yes. I asked for this shoe. They mentioned another set of thousands. I said, this is not my kind of shop. Yes. Yes, you have have to know. No, if you are ready, I can take you there. Mandela, we can go tomorrow if you want to. No, they'll open, I'm sure. I'll, I'll take you. Yeah. I want to see you doing well. I can take you tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> so. There are, and, and you see the thing about the whole thing of my shoe is $5,000, is $3,000. If you don't say it, nobody knows how much it is. Because the shoes they were telling me the price, they, were, they look so ordinary to me. You see, they look so ordinary to me that if you wear it, that's why you have to announce how much it is. <laughs> That's why after buying it, you still have to announce because nobody knows that this thing is costing you 200,000. <laughs> so now you have to announce it on top of spending so much money. All right? Okay, back to the anointed cherub. I'm just telling you that some things can change you. Yes. If you're not careful. If you are an anointed cherub, be careful. Some exposures, untimely exposures to some things, even exposure to some information can alter you. Can alter you. Some of you, when you discover how much your CEO earns, you may even write your letter of resignation. That's why they don't show you. Some informations can alter you. You'll be there saying monkey they work, bamboo they chop. Ah, mba. 
I lost my first administrator to an untimely expo, um, exposition, you know. I was very new around here, a few months old. Somebody paid for a house, a four-bedroom house, big house, you know, in Kilimani. And my administrator said, Apostle, we want to come and see the house. We want to know what you need in the house. You may need curtains. Hey, I was happy. They were going to buy me curtains. I, I was so tired of living in that ramshackle hotel that I moved into the house without curtains. Yes. Huh? What was I going to be doing that I needed curtains? <laughs> so, they came. When they came the following day, my administrator resigned. Yes. I got my resignation letter. Yes. She went to complain bitterly to the person who paid for the house without knowing that this is the person who paid for the house. Yeah. She went to complain bitterly. Huh? All these foreigners. All these West Africans, he too, he has come. Already he has a house in Kilimani. How much? Eh? And it wasn't the church that was paying for the house. Somebody I prayed for who had a breakthrough decided, man of God, move from here and live here now. And I'll pay the rent. I expected my people to be happy for me. Oh. I got the resignation letter. Three days, and I didn't get the curtains they came to measure. Because the administrator came with two other pastors, a man and his wife. They were both my pastors. Yes. And when she resigned, three days or so, they also resigned. All the people who came to see the empty house, no seat, no curtains, no sufurias, that thing for cooking ugali, not one wiko, eh? <laughs> mwiko, no one mwiko, no bed, no seats, no cup. In the house, I'm talking of the place, uh, no cup for drinking water, no glass for drinking, no seat, no bed, no muiko, no sufuria, no curtains, no TV. They still resigned. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yeah. That's how I lost my first set of pastors. My first set of pastors. I can be walking in a bush and I said, I'm doing Facebook live. Church members will die of jealousy. They think, I'm living in the bush, but they'll think, ah, he's, he's living in paradise. <laughs> hey! I say some expo- when you are exposed to some, it can alter you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it can alter you. Careful. 
So Lucifer, this was his privilege. Can you see? He was ordained as the anointed guardian cherub. And then he was on the holy mount of God. He walked among the fiery stones. None of the angels have since after this has ever claimed that they even saw the fiery stones. Lucifer saw it. He walked among the fiery stones. Are you listening to me? So, I'm showing you something about Lucifer, but I'm also drawing your mind that these are likely what altered Lucifer's heart and mind to now act the part of a novice that costed him his place. Amen? Anointed as a guardian cherub. So oftentimes, when people are around a pastor, they don't know that they are anointed as guardian cherub. You see? So when they walk on the stones of fire, once or twice, they walk on the stones of fire. Yes. You you see, many of the young men who became my um, cherub, my cherubs, when they became my cherub, they became more admirable. But when they were among the common angels, do <laughs> you understand? When they were among the common angels, I, you see, let nobody choose you because you are anointed cherub. Because when you fall, <laughs> I don't know if you have. <laughs> I want to teach something, but the thing is going in different direction. I want to teach something. You see, you it's very likely they love you because you are the anointed cherub. Now the cherub has fallen. You, that's why, you see, the, Isaiah wrote about Jesus. He said, when you see him, talking about the, the state into which um, Jesus had, you know, um, do I say change during those trying periods? He said there was no comeliness that you should admire him. Yes. If you saw Jesus on the night of the passion, you didn't admire him as your savior. The, the bleeding back, you know, the slabs, the spit on his face. There wasn't anything that you would see in him and say, my savior. And Peter looked at the guy and said, I don't know him. There was nothing to admire. So, you see, when you are a young man and you start praying, and God starts uttering you. A lot of you don't know that. What people see on you is not you. It's the anointing. It is what makes you attractive. 
Some people just after being prayer warrior for two hours, they walk around and they're anointed. They feel anointed. So a little, a little, oh, you look nice. No, there's something is, is you can't explain it because truly you are not nice. The anointing can present you as the most nicer person, the most handsome person, the most anointed, like it's a magnet. It just magnetizes people to you. That's why pastors have the proclivity to be the most immoral people. Do you understand? So you, you have never been praised before. Then suddenly, just one prayer, and something, a dot fell on you. Prayer warrior. Then somebody says, oh, you're so nice. It starts entering your head. It starts entering your head. It starts entering your head. Before you know it, you are the anointed cherub and you have slept with five members. You are enjoying the benefit of being walking on the, fi- the stones of fire. That's why the people around pastors become easily immoral. Without knowing why. I, I have one young man. If I bring him here. If I bring him. He's one of my sons. If I bring him here. And he sits by the piano. I, put, I push microphone. And he plays and sings. All of you will cry. He's gifted. He's gifted. He can sing. In, in my entire ministry, he's one of the few people who moves me in a service. If I tell you the atrocities he has committed, I had one of my daughters, he impregnated her, a singer, another singer, one of my daughters. He impregnated her. She aborted, is it once or twice? The third one, they couldn't abort is what came to my notice. I'm talking about anointed cherub walking on the f- stones of fire, but with an erection. He gave birth, they, they, she, he impregnated her. So that pregnancy came, stayed, and then another one. They had two kids, and he couldn't still marry her. So now she went off and married somebody else. You see, you can easily lose people in your church because of anointed cherub. Yes. Yeah. Don't be fooled, Titus. You are now singing. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. Adonai. You are not singing Adonai. Don't forget you are just but an anointed cherub. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? What I'm teaching you will help you to stay longer in your calling. Uh, 
If you like, let me pick somebody who has nothing to do with ministry. Make him a pastor. God starts pouring droplets of anointing. You see that he becomes someone that people are magnetized to. And if he's not a correct anointed guardian cherub, <laughs> he sings Adonai. They are liking you because of Adonai. <laughs> Adonai. <laughs> Say Adonai. <laughs> you see that brother Adonai. When he stands to sing Adonai, he looks, he looks angelic. <laughs> Careful. That's why musicians or singers, male, male singers are very promiscuous, if not tampered with the Holy Spirit. One key, he will sink in Adonai. Adonai! When he finishes, he's going home with one babe. <laughs> Adonai. <laughs> Adonai. Yes. You touch me, brother Titus. Yes. Then you see the anointed cherub say, if I touch you, come. There's, there is more touch where that came from. Yeah? You kill your ministry. Yeah? You kill your ministry. Yeah? I have the, the young man I'm telling you about. He's, he's, he's still there. Yeah? The atrocities he, he did. But if he takes, if he sits behind a piano with a microphone to play and sing. I have been tempted so many times to bring him. But when I see, and he's, he's a sanguine. If he comes here right now, he will act like he has known all of you. Like you, were, you have always been in his life. Ah, That's why when you are sanguine and you are not spiritual, you also become very immoral. Yes. There are some people here, they'll find it difficult to talk to a girl. Yes. Such people rarely become immoral. Yes. If you're an introvert or a, a choleric, you'll find it hard to talk to the opposite sex. Yes. But these ones that are, are, are like who? <laughs> you understand? Yes. They talk to everybody easily. They make friends easily. They mix easily, if not tampered with the Holy Spirit and very spiritual, you can become immoral. Yeah. How do you get to sleep with a girl? You have to first rap her. So the brother who cannot rap doesn't get a lot of action. When I was in school with my brother, you know, I often saw him 
all the time with girls. My brother will be walking and I'm talking of junior high. He has three girls following him. And he, he, also, he wasn't also the intelligent one. <laughs> what I mean is like, he's not going to teach them mathematics or teach them whatever. If they needed to be taught, they won't go to him. But they are always around him. Do you get it? Yeah. If you are a sanguine or very outgoing and you are not spiritual, you can easily become immoral. Easily. I think the brothers are identifying themselves. Yeah. So one Adonai with the anointing. That's it. That's it. So Lucifer should have known that, hey, this is a privileged position. I was anointed. My role is to be a guardian cherub for his throne. The guy had other plans. That's why some people can be around pastors and use pastors to collect money from unsuspecting members. Yes. The pastor hasn't asked for the money. He's, oh, you know, I'm the anointed guardian cherub. Yes. If I cannot ask you for something and I ask somebody to ask you for something on my behalf, you see that I will always get back to you. Yes. That's, I, you see, you don't know because I've never asked. Yes. If I have, you know. Yes. Do, do you understand? Yes. It won't be that, oh, I told Titus to tell you, oh, give me 1,000, then you give the 1,000 and I chop the 1,000 and then I didn't come back to say thank you to you. I will, although Titus told you, I'll come back and say thank you so you know that the anointed cherub didn't take your money. You understand? Yeah, so if I've never gotten back to you, an anointed cherub has chopped your money. He's in the office. You know, he's lying on the sofa. He's, he, right, he says he needs that 5,000. He needs it. If I've not got him back and so, Mama Forty, thank you. I got your message. An anointed cherub has chopped your money. Hmm. You're on the point now. Yeah. So, you must always know that you have been anointed. Do you get it? As a guardian cherub. And Lucifer didn't think that way. Careful. Number three. Lucifer was placed on the mountain. All that I'm showing you, child of God. There is nothing about Lucifer. That should have made him to think he was like God. So I'm just showing you a few privileges that got into his heart. Do you get it? And his mind. Few privileges of a center overseer that got to your heart and got to your mind. You were not anything like your senior pastor. Humble yourself. It was few privileges that altered your heart. 
When you got 50 people in your center, was it, how many shepherds did I send to your area to gather all those people? Then you stood before 50 people and you were lecturing them. You see, now it was a lecture. Yes, because you were not anointed. There's nothing that was in Lucifer that made him anything like God. These few privileges. Yes. Number three, Lucifer was placed on the mountain. (laughs) Let's look at the placement. He was placed on the mountain. Now, the same scripture, give me the NASB version. You were the anointed cherub who covers. My God. The anointed cherub that covers. That's what I was telling you that. It, it seems as though part of Lucy's, Lucifer's function was that he covered the throne. The anointed cherub that who covers. And look, and I placed you there. You have been living in Kayole for the last 20 years. You never thought of raising a center to win souls for the kingdom. I placed you there. So when you got angry and he said, I won't bring the souls, you are forgetting that somebody placed you there. What were you doing? You were smoking bangi. What were you doing? You were sleeping with small girls in the hood. And then I said, now that you are changed, I'm placing you here to win souls for Jesus Christ. You were placed there. You were in South Sea admiring Walalo boys. And I said, now I'm placing you here. No more Walalo boys. Now work for the kingdom. Work for the Lord. Don't let the 20 people deceive you. (laughs) You were placed there. (laughs) Do you understand? All your Abdul, all your whatever. I said, I placed you there. This is what people forgot. It never never occurred to you that you could be a woman of God in Rongai. I placed you there. One time I sent somebody to Rongai. You know, I thought I relocated the person. The person was living there, and I sent the person. Now I want you to approach yourself. Go to Rongai, and when you go to Rongai, I want you to do this, and I want you to do that. I want you to do that, and I want you to do this. When the person got to Rongai, the person developed other plans. All the things I said. The reason I'm sending you here to do not the person always had a way of coming up, you see. And when you are somebody like that, you run into trouble. If I sent you to, I thank God the things that have been have happened. Imagine the caliber of people I'll be sending to countries. 
Imagine the caliber of people. I would have said, oh, I raised them. They are my shepherd. You know, you, missionary. Listen, everything that happens, happens for a reason. Some of the people I'll be sending would be thieves. When they see dollars in the offering basket, it will alter them. It will corrupt them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, to see money and not be corrupted by money, it takes maturity. Do you know how many people bring envelope to my office and I tell them, take it, give it to happy burial? Because, you see, right there, I'm trying to even save, I can be your pastor and I'm the biggest thief. After all, you brought that money to my office. This is on my desk. Who is the senior pastor here? Here. But one day, if you're going to ask everybody, oh, there was a time I gave, she has no idea about the money. I collected it, I pocketed it, I chopped them. The day I'll ask you for a seed into my life as a prophet is there. Do you understand? Yeah. But if I raise a seed for the church and you bring it to my desk, I have no business. So I, by the time help you I, I pocket it. Happy. Yeah, you've come here, yeah. as you say. By that time, I pocketed the envelope. You see, even that action that I'm in my own office and I have to quickly put the envelope away itself is that I'm doing something that is wrong. Now, you are now on your own. Everybody in that city is answerable to you in Amsterdam. Pastor in Amsterdam, what seeing heroes? <laughs> One pastor he colluded with all the treasurers in his branch. I'm not talking of our church, in a certain church, he colluded with all the treasurers. And when the offerings come in a certain country, when the offerings come, then they decided the pastor, you will get this, then the treasurer, my share is this. Then so Everybody, because they colluded, they were not reporting the right things. But finally, they got found out. Yeah. They got found out. You see, so, if you are not careful, you'll forget that somebody placed you there. I have had people who used souls as a bargaining chip. They rebuked me <laughs> next Sunday. Mm. They will see me. I will walk in like as single as I am. <laughs> Did you forget that somebody placed you there? If you go somewhere by the instructions of another person, Never forget that you are accountable to the person who sent you. That's why when you read the whole book of John, Jesus was always talking about the father sent him to do this. His will is to do the will of the father. My food, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. He, he was always connecting back to who sent and placed him here. You, if you arrived in France... You can't even say, hello, apostle, I have arrived in France. 
To even say, I have arrived. We'll hear from you after six months. In that six months, the agenda has changed. That's why you and I will remain in Rongai. Until our hearts change, until we understand that this is like the military. Have you seen that the Kenyan Defense Force sent people, there, there was a scandal, I don't know which peacekeeping, whatever it was, whether in the Congo or wherever. They went for peacekeeping and the peacekeeping soldiers were more interested in the women. It was a scandal in uh, the UN or something. They, they, even food, they were giving women food in exchange for sex. And a soldier doesn't behave like that. So unless our hearts change, now here we all go die. Unless our hearts change, we cannot plant churches outside Nairobi. Because once you go off, we have, we have trained you, wasted years to train you. You see it as an opportunity. Yeah, finally, I'm off. It's, it's my turn. I'm off. But to know that I was placed there for a specific reason is the reason that people do small assignments and people change. Is quiet. When you reach France, then you say, the, the era for the poverty of my family has come to an end. I was in a, I went to, <laughs> I went to a certain country with some people from this church and um, we were, in a, we were privileged to be in a meeting of a bishop with his pastors that he has sent to different parts of the country. And they were smashing one missionary. When they sent him to the place he's, they sent him, he forgot why he was sent there. He looked for a university and enrolled himself. Because they were sent out two, 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 two young people. So now, the entire work of the mission rested on the other person. Instead of saying that, oh, you know, I, yeah, I changed my mission. Now I'm, I've enrolled in, I'm now a student. You get it? I'm now a student. And um, that's why the work is suffering. He, he rather decided to create a lot of animosity between him and this other person. The both of them were to do the church and to see the church growing. But you see, the other guy has changed his plans. Now he wants a degree. You understand? So that meeting was hot. And the bishop commanded him, go and, how do you say, on, on register or Unenroll yourself, whatever it is. Go and deregister. <laughs> Do you get it? And he was telling and focus on the mission. Small wrong guy. It altered you. You now 
are walking in the midst of the stones of fire. Every week you also had people who sat there and listened to you. The stones of fire. As you are preaching, you are walking on the stones of fire. So now you can be told, you are not doing the right thing. Do it this way. You are not doing this right. Oh, report. I'll send it after 10 p.m. I placed you there. God was telling Lucifer, I placed you there. And what I'm saying to you, believe you me, you may think it's all about the church. But if in your life, you don't learn this principle that somebody sent me to do something and I must always be accountable, you'll see that you will always be sent on missions or to do something, but you will never get back. You'll never get back and you will not have continuity. If we take a bath full of you, and so we are going to we're going to mention a country. We are going to we're going to Germany. Some of you, when we read Germany, you will disappear. Hmm. I have come here. He wants ha, you've not seen um, countries, Africa countries that send um, athletes to Europe for whatever. When they reach there, they say so so and so is missing. Yes. Yeah. Why is that? You see, the person was quiet, training, training, behaving like I believe we are going to win gold medal. When we're talking about gold medal, the guy said, "I will win one." His plan was not to be part of the team. He just wants you get me there. From that time, I know what I'm going to do. And some people sit in church and they plot like that. And I'm just telling you that it is evil. Yes. Next, you see the guy tells the government of Germany, I'm seeking asylum. Who pursued you from your... Nobody. You see that they now create stories so that they now become citizens. True or not true? The person forgot that they sent me there to go and compete for the glory of my country. The guy went for his own glory. That's why some people, when we sing this song, for your glory, they can't sing it. I will do anything. Unless Titus sings it, then they'll sing it. When the anointed cherub sings, for your glory, I will do anything. Then they'll sing it. Yes. To go to a place and you are there, not for your glory, but for the glory of the one who sent you. Not many people can do it. Yes. As often as the case is, when they arrive there, they they start seeing my own glory. My own glory own glory. My own glory. Do you understand? Huh? 
That's why God can't count on many churches today. He's counting on us to fight, to win the lost, and to bring glory. Heaven is counting on the church to just for angels to have small party. We have to go and win souls. Angels have not had party for a long time. The people that have been placed here so that angels can rejoice. How do they rejoice? When one sinner turns away from his sin, then the angels will hold Ugali party in heaven and say, we can eat now. A soul has repented. No, we are here for our glory. I've learned not to, you know, place people in around certain things. I've learned by first-hand experience. Back to my NASB. I like my NASB. Are you here? All right. I place you there. You are on the holy mountain of God. You see, just know that the mountain belongs to God. You, you are just permitted to come around the mountain that belongs to God. (laughs) I placed you there. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked in the midst of the stones of fire. Imagine how Lucifer felt when he, he came back from the mountain with God. So, where did you guys go today? Hey, you see, this place looks like one simple place, but there are levels. Are you aware there's a mountain here? So, no, there's a mountain here. There's a mountain here. Are you aware that there are stones that are on fire? That's why I walked today. I walked, I walked, I walked on, a, on, on stones that are on fire. One of my pastors took some young ladies, two of them to a restaurant and spoiled them. In their entire Penya Penya life, they couldn't say that they went to the restaurant themselves and ate. I was amazed when these two young ladies started abusing the pastor. I was amazed. I was amazed. Some of you, if God doesn't put someone in your life, to even step foot in Java. How old, how, old, how old is Java? How old is Java? Pastor Edwin, how old is Java? How old is Java? How old is Java? <laughs> Pastor Edwin, how old is Java? How old is Java? Since when did Java started? Is it about 20 years? Java should be about 20 years. How old are you? If you would have entered, you would have entered by now. So God put somebody in your life. <laughs> Do you understand? 
Is it that I'm showing you practical examples of what it means to be walking on stones of fire? 28 years. You have been passing by it. You didn't know that inside that place there are stones of fire. You see, let's, let's, this thing, oh, but anyway, one day I would have, it is 28 years old. How old are you? So don't even trivialize the fact that it is somebody. You see, as I stand here, I can tell you for sure how I learned to not a tie. I cannot stand and trivialize, oh, I would have learned how to put a tie in a way. No. I had no father. The compound I live in, there was a pastor. And he called me. I was about going off to boarding school. I was going to meet um, um, sons of rich men. They have been wearing tie ever since they were born. Me, I'm being shown for the first time how to get a tie knotted. I cannot forget that incident in my life. See, in your arrogance, you say, oh, but I, one day I would have bought for myself. One day. One day. One day. If they leave you without the mercies of God, that one day will never one day. So if God opens that door and makes it happen, you don't, you don't trivialize it. Oh, one food they've gone and bought for me. Now I should vomit it. In fact, that food even finished. Kitambo. Don't trivialize it. Don't trivialize it. And that's the mentality that causes us to become arrogant and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Lucifer, you see, he forgot that. It wasn't a simple thing just going and walking in the midst of the stones of fire. No, fire or stones that were made of fire. It wasn't a common thing. I have a spiritual son in London. My first expensive boot. You know, his father was a very rich man. His father died just the other day. I've never had such a, that boot, I took care of it. My first expensive boot, he gave it to me. The other day I was just telling him, do you remember you gave me a boot? He said, I gave you a boot? I said, yes. A boot called Kalkani. Yes. That boot, I cherished it. Hey. You see, I remember it and I will always remember that boot. You are the one who doesn't remember anything. I remember he came home from holidays and he brought me. I think either he or the father had just worn it once or twice. Kalkani boot. It had a a silver, a silver tag on it. Man, I polished that boot. Black, black, shiny, shiny. You. Eh? So he gave me a cancani boot. So I should do what? I should do what? You see, if you talk like that, you have already advanced into this cause the devil offers. The cause of condemnation. 
this pride of a novice. I can remember it. That he gave me a boot. He, he became my spiritual son. You know. I trained him to pray. I trained him to fast. His first three days fasting. I made the son of a rich man. Who has never fasted before. He did three days dry. Senior high school. Oh God. Second day the guy came. He said. Can we go and buy the food we are going to use for the breaking of the fast. I said not yet. We are just going to the tree. Three days. You see, you don't, you don't, you don't remember. Yes, you don't remember. And that's because some of you, you trivialize many things. A lot of things means nothing to you. I had somebody who came to work in my house and uh, I had a jacket and that jacket, this person came with no jacket at all. So the weather where I am is quite cold. So I removed that jacket and I gave to the person. The person didn't know that that jacket was bought for me in 2006. When I came here, I still had it. 2000. I'm not a hoarder. Maybe you're thinking I'm a hoarder. I'm not a hoarder. Yes. 2006. I came into a weather that shocked my body. It was cold here. I was like, man. So they went and bought me. And I kept that jacket. 2006. I still had it. When I gave it to this man, it became... It's now it's even... Because he destroyed it. Next, I saw it was on the line. The rain had fallen on it. How many times? It, it became useless. Had to be thrown away. But I had it from 2006 up to now. It was just spoiled the other day. And I can remember that it was gotten for me at the time when I was shivering and cold. Do you remember? Do you remember? I have shirts that I stole from my brother. I can remember I took it by force from my brother. I, I mean, these little, little things makes a difference in how you honor and how you are thankful to somebody. The little, little things makes a difference. But if you, you see, if we have to buy you a house for you to be eternally grateful... Even when we buy you a mansion, you will not be. But if we give you five shillings and you are eternally grateful, what will you not do when you are bought a house? That's the mystery of being thankful. If you can't appreciate the little things, even if we remove our heart and we give you, you will say, do you want your heart back? That will be your response. Now that you gave me one kidney, so I cannot relax. Do you want your kidney back? Let's go. Oh yeah, let's go to the hospital. C- come for your kidney. You see, that's how fools talk. Because without this person's kidney, you wouldn't be alive today. But you have trivialized it. You're trampling on it. 
you're treating it as nothing. Some of you that you fornicate seasonally now is something you should be thankful for. Okay, you didn't say amen to that. Amen. Tell your neighbor you were placed there. You were placed there. Somebody placed you there. If you ask me, Pastor, what's one of the things you notice about me that is wrong? Or about people, I'll tell you something. The moment small changes begin to come to their life, how they change has remained a mystery to me. What do you mean, Pastor? This person has a salary of just 10,000. They have changed. (laughs) 10,000. They have changed. Yes. So sometimes I ask myself, now if they have a salary of 500,000, they will swallow all of us. They will now swallow everybody. You see, for me, I have reached a place, I believe that if God gives me, and I'm saying it so that he does, that if he gives me one million dollars, I won't change my passion. I've learned to appreciate God for the little things and to keep doing the same thing. You don't come to church because now you are salary 10,000. 10,000. Some pastors were shocked that somebody can resign from shepherding in anticipation of a job. Not that the job has come, in anticipation. Somebody left shepherding. What are you doing? No, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the expressway job. These days I drive on there and the person sitting in the boot is not you. Where are you now? <laughs> okay. Uh, let me close before I go into... Even just anticipation. Not that the thing has come. Oh, my uncle has promised me a loan. Hmm. You know, some of you, I know you're kind. Yeah. You are the one who use anticipation of going to America to sleep with all the area girls. You know, next week I'll be going to America. You know, I'll be going to. My uncle is coming for me, you know. My uncle says I'm going to America. That alone is your ticket. <laughs> Six months, you still, you see that you are still in the area. The girls say, are you not going to America? But I hope God is showing you something. Yes, you were placed there. I cannot stop repeating it. You were placed there. You were placed there. Looking at the people that are seated here tonight, I don't know if I, 
they can never be placed anywhere again. You know, except those who have not come close to the former regime, they can be placed. But you that have been placed before, this is one thing that will ring in your head. I was placed there and I didn't know I was placed there. I was placed there. Amen. Rise up on your feet. I want you to show up on Saturday. This, I have a very inspired feeling about July. And Saturday we're going to pray more than we've ever prayed. Uh, you can't afford to miss it. Um, make sure you show up. Lift up your hands. Father, I thank you. Your name be glorified, King of Kings. Cause us to grasp this revelation that we may, O oh God, remain small in our own eyes. Even when you've lifted us, may we never forget the source of our lifting. We'll be sure to always point up to you and say, God did it. God, you did it. Transform our hearts. Transform our minds. In Jesus' mighty name. We have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the word of God preached by Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw. Do join either of our services at Love Springs International Church Headquarters this and every Sunday at 9 a.m. Connect with Apostle Raymond Tamaklo on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. God richly bless you and lead you in a series of victories.